Sheeb, Leash, Elon, Akita, Kishu. These are just some of the meme-inspired tokens which have flown up the charts following hot on the heels of the Doge hype. But Vitalik Buterin made a move today which may have taken the steam out of the meme coin movement or fueled it to go to the moon. The Bitcoin price has wobbled a bit, but rumors are that Mark Zuckerberg has purchased $10 billion in Bitcoin after sharing a photo featuring his goats, Max, and Bitcoin. Travis's favorite quarterback, Tom Brady, has hinted that he may own Bitcoin, and crypto may be heading to the casino floor. Viva Las Vegas! It's not as exciting as a trip to Walmart on a lazy weekday afternoon, but slightly more exciting than watching paint dry. If you're good with that, we welcome you to our Bad News, episode number 512 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition. Who's bad? Now, zooming up the charts for reasons we don't understand, number 47 in all of business in the iTunes podcast store. This is the Bad Crypto Podcast. I'm Joel Com. I am Travis. What? What? Did you say 47 overall in business? 47 overall in business. Like, I, it boggles my mind. Thank you, everybody, for making the show a top business show. Not only that, Travis, but our other podcast, our, our sister podcast, or our brother podcast, or our cousin, the other show we do, the Nifty yeah. Show, is now number 100 in another uh, category, the technology category. And it, those are two, business and technology are two of the most popular categories on iTunes. And somehow we're in the top 100 in each of them. That's crazy. That that is that is really crazy to me. Now I'm actually looking at Chartable right now, and it looks like on Apple we're also number twenty four overall in investing in America. I'm looking at I'm looking at Fartable, and it says we are most likely to talk and do fart jokes on this show. Very nice. Oh, it's really nice to see that we are two oh seven in Brazil in business. Oh, thank you, Brazil. Two thirty three in in uh, business in the Netherlands. Number one I in think, Ireland. Number no, actually number twenty-five in Ireland. We moved. Oh, up. kiss, kiss my Blarney Stone. Number we love you. Number seven Irish. for investing in the Philippines. Oh man, this is great. Oh, 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 number one. We are number one in Slovenia for investing. Number five oh, in business. We love you, Slovenians. I love Slovenia. I didn't even know how much I love Slovenia. Oh my God, check this out. What? We're number one in Malta. Malta, Malta is actually really big with Bitcoin and the cryptos, right? Number one in so, Malta, number six in yeah. business. So Maltesers. That's so great. And Macedonia, number two. We're huge in Macedonia. I didn't know we were Macedonians. Well, thank you to everybody. We appreciate you. Please do keep spreading the word about bad crypto. Bring your friends. Tell them, hey, this show that we listen to, it's a little different. These guys tell a bunch of corny, lame dad jokes, but they're real. And they talk about cryptos like normal human beings, too. They're not super pointy head intellectual because, frankly, they're just not that smart. But they're entertaining enough and they seem to have their finger on the pulse of what's happening in the crypto world. So give them a listen and uh, and don't blame me if you don't like us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm, I'm completely humbled and grateful that uh, we have so many great fans around the world. Some people... 
some people really like us and some people just don't like us because we're not their thing. People who don't like funny stuff don't really like us. They go, oh, I was listening to the show and they're trying to crack jokes and I'm trying to get crypto news and I don't want to hear these jokes. And, well, okay. Well, we're, we're trying to have fun because life is meant to be enjoyable. And speaking of enjoyable, what about keeping your crypto safe? That's enjoyable, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm a fan. How do yeah. you do that? Yeah, well, you use Ledger. You know, it's like you want you, if you keep all your cryptos on the exchanges, they hold your keys. They hold your crypto. You want to hold your crypto. And so with Ledger, you can experience all those crypto services safely. Uh, and uh, we have a special offer for you. You can get 20% off a Ledger Nano S with the code BADCRYPTO20, right? So you can grab your Ledger, badco.in forward slash Ledger. And uh, that'll take you to ledger.com. And then you put in the code whenever you go check out bad crypto 20. And uh, again, 20% off. So here we are saving you dollar dollar bills and keeping your crypto safe. I want to hold your crypto. Actually, I want you to hold your own crypto safely. I don't want to hold your crypto. And give me your keys and let's go to the news. Timestamp 4.58 p.m. on May the 12th, 2021. It's hard to believe we're approaching halfway through this year already. The crypto market's taken a little bit of a beating over the last 24 hours, but things tend to bounce back pretty quick. Right now, it is $2.471 trillion on the overall crypto market cap. Bitcoin, $54,466. Ethereum off its all-time high back to 41 13 that's 4113 for those of you new to crypto binance coin 646 dollars xrp a buck 42 dogecoin probably taking the worst of the beating in the top 10 over the last week thanks elon 47 cents tether a dollar even cardano a buck 73 polka dot 3925 bitcoin cash 1448 and coming in the number 10 slot this week is Litecoin, Bitcoin's little brother, $357. Yeah. And uh, up 183% this week, Telcoin, which <laughs> I swear I have some of that shit coin somewhere on one of my wallets. I got to find that thing. That thing's got a market cap of $2.7 billion. No longer a shit coin, folks. It's number 61 overall. Also up, Gate Token, GT, up 136% this week. Now, I specifically said this. We saw how Coinbase launched it did its ipo and then we saw binance take off and i said look at these exchange tokens these exchange tokens are going to start popping i'm not a financial advisor but it popped 136 percent this week safe moon which is one of those meme tokens we're going to talk a little bit about that was up 133 percent this week eos up 89 percent up to 12 bucks quantum both of these qtum both of eos and quantum, these are old school ones from back in the day up 72 percent Polygon up 65%. Here's another one, Huobi, H-U-O-B-I. A lot of people don't know how to say it. I believe it's Huobi. That's up 61% this last week, up to almost $7 billion market cap, folks. So keep an eye on those exchange tokens because it looks like they are starting to move. 
The biggest loser in the top 100 is Dogecoin. And even then, you know, considering the run it had, it's down 13.8%. Hollow stacks, chilies, pancake swap all down under 10%. Pretty much a good week in crypto yeah. overall. Pancake swap. I want to talk about pancake swap. I've been loving this. And we're going to talk a little bit more about meme coins today, Joel. But pancake yes, swap is where a lot of that action's taking place. Now, I'm not a financial advisor again, but if you, I love me some cake. Now, fat boys love cake, and I like pancake swap. And uh, if you don't have a little bit of cake, uh, you know, you may want to grab a little bit of cake. You may want to grab Binance is taking off, pancake swap taking off. Looks like there's some great projects that are that are really starting to roll that you might want to have an eyeball on. Bitcoin dominance at 41.1%, Ethereum 19.2%. Again, I stated this last week, I'm going to say it again, it would not surprise me if there was an actual flippening of the market cap for Ethereum to be greater, in spite of the fact that I diss on it for being horrible for NFTs. Gas fees right now are absolutely ludicrous, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later on. It still is the granddaddy of smart contracts. There are better alternatives, but it is kind of like the McDonald's of uh, of smart contracts. Everybody, you know, it's on the corner everywhere. Everybody's heard of it. Everybody knows what it is. There's all these cantillionaires that are holding tons of ETH um, that are spending a lot of it on these NFTs. And it's just kind of there. There's nothing, you know, these others have not gotten the exposure yet. Yet. Now, I mean, I, I listen to a lot of different people talking about the cryptos and, uh, you know, because I'm always learning myself. We, we don't consider ourselves experts. We just consider ourselves sort of beacons and sharing what we learn along the way. And there's a lot of lot of talk about the Polkadot ecosystem and how it's mm -hmm. growing out. There's a lot of talk about Kusama, KSM token, uh, you know, and its ecosystem is growing out. Solana is doing some very interesting stuff. And so there's a lot of these projects that could potentially down the road give Ethereum a run for its money. Now, I also think that the Binance token is, is I mean, if, if, if ETH is on its way to $5,000, then probably Binance tokens up to it's going to be on its way to $1,000. It's already almost 700 bucks now. And think about that. That thing was like 40 bucks not long ago. A couple months ago, that thing was sitting at $40. Mm -hmm. But look at the That's ecosystem smart. Binance has been, has been building. They're building an amazing ecosystem. And a lot of these meme coins are popping up on BNB because why? You don't have those huge gas fees. It's pretty much like a clone of Ethereum except better. So we'll get to talking about those meme coins in a bit. Let's talk about Bitcoin for a moment. Support, it, you know, Bitcoin goes up, Bitcoin goes down. We saw it hit as high as, I think, 58 just a day ago. Um, it, it fell down to 54 again. And there's one person, at least, the CEO of Delta Exchange, Pankaj Balani, who says that we could drop to as low as $40,000 if we don't hold these higher support levels. Uh, honestly, I don't personally don't see that happening yet mm -hmm. i'm not saying it can happen in the future i just think that this run you know again we're going to look at what we saw in the past and what we've seen in the past is that uh, after the happenings the runs typically go for a certain period of time and the period of time that we're talking about here takes us into late fall right right and, and this is early summer Typically, typically, typically. crypto is never typically. I mean, it does follow it, it. You know, history often repeats itself 
with crypto, right? It, 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 if it doesn't repeat, it does rhyme. It does have some rhyme or reason to it. And you can kind of see, oh, here's the happening. This happens. And then this happens. And then we're in this alt season where money has come out of Bitcoin. The, you know, when we start seeing 41% dominance overall in the market, and then, whoa, more money's going into alts. And then we're going to see these alts pumping. And then traditionally what happens is either people pull the money out or they put that money right back into Bitcoin and we're going to see a push up to 100000 or we're going to see more money pulling out and people just going, ah, and pulling out. However, uh, Joel and I were having a conversation in person because we're not, we don't live too far away about how it looks like potentially, you know, if, if some of these you know cities are opening up and like more more you know economic stuff's going to start flowing and businesses are opening up there's going to be kind of a resurgence over over the summer of you know more money flowing although with the the pipeline scenario that's happening to the east coast that could be catastrophic for folks potentially financially i know there's been a huge run on gas in the south where gas these gas stations have no gas cuz folks are taking mm -hmm. up all their gas cans and going up there and filling up all the gas. We've not seen any price issues. I went to the gas pump today to fill up because I'm going to, up to San Juan later and uh, no price. The price hasn't pumped on gas here. But, I mean, there's some circumstances that could come into play that could impact the overall crypto market and the overall economy in general. If they don't get that pipeline turned back on and there's cities that have no gas, like that's going to be crazy. So, it's, it's all dependent upon other things, not just what Bitcoin and crypto has done before. So, but there's other th factors that come into play here that make um, these cycles of crypto uh, not typical. One of them is the S&P Dow Jones indices launched two or launched several new crypto indices, indexes, indici. There's uh, the S&P Bitcoin index, the S&P Ethereum index, and the S&P Crypto Mega Cap index measuring the performance of all these digital assets so the traditional financial world is taking this all very seriously and in the past runs that wasn't the case and this is another reason i think that when the bull run ends and it becomes a bear market that it's not going to be as bearish as it's been in the past i think we'll see more stability during the slower times well i hope so because I'm old enough to remember the win great winter of 2018 and 2019. I have the T-shirt. I have the T-shirt. We survived the crypto. You know what was crazy about that is that there was a lot of crypto shows that just sort of disappeared. They didn't talk about when crypto. It's like when crypto is good, everybody's like, woohoo, crypto, crypto, crypto. Crypto goes down and people just, some people disappear. They don't ever talk. We never said that. We never stopped that. We, But what we saw even during the whole winter was, oh, look. Look at what this corporation's doing. Oh, look what's going on over here with these governments. Look how they're adopting blockchain. Oh, look at this and look at that. We could see that there was going to be a breakthrough. We didn't know when the breakthrough was going to happen, but I think the key indicator was that break with the breakthrough was about to happen was when Bitcoin hit $10,000 for 100 days in a row, you know, and then the halvening happened and we said, "Okay, here we go, baby. Let's roll." And, uh, you know, it, I mean, it was sitting, it was sitting, crypto was sitting at under $400 billion for a long time. It, it actually was under $250 billion. Because I remember we hit $250 billion market cap for the first time on Thanksgiving Day 2017. And then it went up to like 800 something. And then it, it was under $250 billion for a long time. 
And here we are, folks, at a 10x market of that right now. We're at like $2.5 trillion overall. That has been a very, very big bump. Do you know how much money has flooded into the market? How much from 250 billion to 2.5 trillion? That is a metric fuck ton of money that has gone into these markets and exploding these things. And they're moving around to different coins and different projects. And what? How are you gonna? How's is, is it all gonna be pulled out? No, I don't see how that can happen. Not with the way that more and more of these companies have embraced crypto now, right? More corporations, more governments are doing stuff. And, you know, speaking of which, here's a really <laughs> potentially bullish thing for Bitcoin right here. And I don't know, you know, what exactly he was saying about this. I've heard some I've heard some rumors, but Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, had put a picture on Facebook the other day. And it's like, oh, here are my goats, Max and Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And well, he's a Bitcoin maxi. He's a maximalist of Bitcoin. Like, that's kind of strange that he would name max and bitcoin and there's been rumors joel that he's potentially invested up to 10 billion dollars in bitcoin it's not been publicly announced but there have been some significant rumors about it that he's put a significant amount of money into bitcoin yeah where, where have you heard these rumors um i was listening to um the conspiracy theorist with my tinfoil hat on i just okay. kind of tuned in i tuned in tune in tokyo and i heard the conspiracy theory <laughs> and i said oh damn well you know there's been there's uh, some there's lots of uh, telegram conversations about it uh, i saw some mm -hmm. some other stuff just people talking about it and uh some twitter conversations I've it not must seen be an true on it, but must be it true it might it be must true, be true. I don't know. We'll you see. know one of the stories we covered during the bear market and during the crypto winter was kevin o'leary mr wonderful from shark tank yeah. he called bitcoin garbage you know a few years ago but now bitcoin makes up three percent of his portfolio not too garbagey now is it mr wonderful you know him mark cuban some of these others that have jumped on the bandwagon all of a sudden they're you know they're the experts uh, welcome to the the you know the party kids we're we're glad that you finally arrived it was like front runners man it's like oh bitcoin's stupid crypto's dumb oh oh wait i like crypto and then you hear mark cuban like oh dogecoin's gonna become it'll be worth a dollar and, and, be, and, and level out as a stable coin like you see this is how when uh, this is how i wonder how some people got wealthy when they don't have the foresight to see the obvious writing on the wall with technology like Bitcoin, right? It's, you know, the, the people who pioneer and uh, an early adopt get there first are the ones that tend to be uh, on the cutting edge of stuff and see things before they happen. Well, so I just, I don't, you know, did he get lucky? I don't know. Did he, uh, let's, I mean, let's face it. He did get a lot of money for broadcast.com. Yeah, yeah, right. I paid some significant cash. So, let me ask you this. Let me play devil's advocate it. on that. Sure. Maybe they said, oh, Bitcoin is garbage. Don't buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin's stupid. And then they secretly were like buying Bitcoin when it was super cheap. Well, that's just right. evil. That's that's. Well, that's just I mean, evil. You put it past people. I mean, seriously, like, why would why would you do that? If if you if you're a fan why? of something, you talk why would positively you do it? about because it. Because people are greedy. Like, I mean, Clevin O'Leary, are you serious? He's a he's a pretty he's openly greedy. He's talked about that. I mean, I I wouldn't put it past them. I'm just saying it's possible. Maybe what they just had to come to Jesus one day and said, "Oh my God, Bitcoin." Oh. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I would say. I mean, I I Maybe. I wouldn't assume that. You know, somebody was had ill motives to manipulate I'm not saying the that market. He did. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Maybe. Sure, yeah. it's a possibility. Yeah, there you go. 
there you 3% go. Three percent of his so, marketplace, three percent of his uh, of his total portfolio. What this dude's worth a few billy, that's a pretty significant holding he has there. Yeah, he's got a whole lot of Bitcoin. The uh, the editor of CoinDesk, Ali Leach, said on a new show on Yahoo Finance Live, Bitcoin is going to a million dollars a coin. He doesn't know exactly when, but he says, you know, the next halving, which is going to happen in 2024, is going to trigger the next price surge. And he said, I don't know when Bitcoin will cross a million, but it will likely be after 2025. Mm, and so, I, I uh, can know. see that. Yeah. Check us out. We just talked about with the, the 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 whole market cap went from 250 billion to 2.5 trillion. Now it it halves again in the market, and then uh, it goes another 10x. Then we're sitting at a 25 trillion dollar market cap. Is that conceivable? If that's the case, then Bitcoin goes from sixty thousand dollars or fifty seven, whatever it is right now, fifty five thousand to five hundred and fifty thousand, and then what is it? Then it's just another doubling before it hits a million. So mm -hmm. quite possible. And then, I mean, if if you are not in the crypto game at this point, and you're not planning on it, or you're not listening to the show if you're not planning on it, but if you got some family members that you're like that you know they just might want to start thinking about some cryptos you can start you can start off with $25 a week just pull it out just pull it in your coinbase you can automatically just pull in $25 when you start getting some crypto start activating yourself and and uh, not financial advice but just saying maybe you want to take control of some of this <laughs> so. this is this is not financial advice but do this i mean shit $25 a day. i mean seriously that's like one it's, that's like one meal that's less than one meal of going out a week you know if you're going right. to a decent restaurant why not right. invest or, a little bit in your future? Even an indecent restaurant. I mean, you know, it costs you more to go to Chili's than 25 yeah. bucks for your You know for what, family, though? So. I have found some amazing food here in Puerto Rico, this thing called pinchos, which I always thought that was a cuss word, but that's pinche. Pinche is the cuss word. Pinchos <laughs> are delicious, like, kebabs. They're like these barbecue, uh, they're barbecue chicken. You get the pollo pinchos. That is like barbecue chicken on a big stick, and it is so good. And they cost like two bucks. You just go up to one, one of the folks that got the kiosk. Hungry. Oh my gosh. Sh show's so over, gang. I'm going to dinner. No, we're going to get them tomorrow. If we're going up to Luquillo, dude, we're going to stop at this place that I found mm -hmm. that has amazing pinchos. Two bucks. Two bucks a pincho. Very good. And you get pinched. delicious, man. Oh. <laughs> So you could see from this Yahoo article some of the names that are tossed into companies that are looking in, in implementing Bitcoin, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, MasterCard, PayPal, Visa, gang, it's not going away, it's here to stay, and uh, and that closes out our segment on Bitcoin. Let's talk about well, not Ethereum. Yet, not now. yet, not yet, hold on. I just That does not close out anything because there's still things. Well, because there's things, because look at this. In that article on Yahoo, I just pulled it up. It says, Wall Street big banks and payment firms are getting involved in digital assets as a result of client demand. A recent MasterCard survey found that 40% of people plan to use cryptocurrency in the next year. And then there's a link to MasterCard, which I'll put in the show notes. They, they show that the customer appetite for digital payments is exploding. It's going to the moon. And they did, they did a... Uh, uh, they have this new uh, MasterCard new payments index, and they conducted these surveys around all these different markets. Shows 93% of people will consider using at least one of these emerging payments, such as crypto, biometrics, contactless, or, or QR codes. 93% of people, and nearly two-thirds of the respondents, agreed that they've already tried a new payment, but 
they wouldn't have tried it under normal circumstances, but the pandemic has made people be more flexible with these new payment options. Check that out, dude. That 93% of people, dude, we are so close to mass adoption. Me so hungry for crypto. I I, I think we're still um, a few years from mass years, adoption. We're getting closer, baby. It's getting closer. Yeah, every, every minute it's getting closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, now can I move on? You can move on. Dun, 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 All right, I'm, I'm going to move on. Okay. <laughs> no music needed, although that was a nice little segue you did there. <laughs> Vitalik is now the world's youngest crypto billionaire. He has, and he disclosed this on Twitter recently. Uh, actually, he disclosed it in 2018. Back then, he said that he holds 333,521 ETH. That is now worth over a billion dollars, and that is a lot of moolah for this 27 year old that is a lot of moolah and then when you take into consideration what he did what yesterday or was it today he became a billionaire well, i'm going to say this we'll talk about it in a moment but he's become the world's the youngest crypto billionaire and then he just gave away a billion dollars worth of another crypto to to uh, an india charity for this for their COVID thing like we're going to get to that but check this out. Oh, I just become a crypto billionaire. Oh, and I'm going to give a billion away. What? Cray cray. So we mentioned earlier that Ethereum could flip Bitcoin. There's an article in the UK Independent that you have to register to read. So there's a paywall on it, and I'm not going to go through the paywall. But basically, the headline reiterates. You must, why, why do I not have one and you do? It says register for free to continue reading. Re- a register wall. Free. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm just telling you, I can't see it. So yeah. you can tell us what well, it, it says. says. All this I know. That, yeah. If, if ETH hits $7,000, uh, it, it, then it could come close to flipping Bitcoin. Because right now, if you look at the market cap of Ethereum, last time I checked, it was getting close to half a half a trillion dollars. And then Bitcoin already is a trillion dollars. And so imagine if you get to the point where Ethereum has a bigger market cap than Bitcoin, that would blow my freaking mind. Well, I'm expecting it. Actually. You're expecting it. Yeah. You're expe- you're um, saying this to me that, that maybe we're going to see five thousand dollar Bitcoin. You said this once it I hits three thousand, yeah. it's going to go boom to four thousand, and it might hit five thousand. And then look at you, you're like you're like Nostradamus. I I am the dumbest assist of Nostradamuses. <laughs> so in other altcoins, let's talk about the meme coins. So there's been a, a big pump about Dogecoin leading up to Elon Musk being on SNL. Now, I got to say, I haven't really watched SNL in years because I feel like it stopped being funny. Mm -hmm. It ended up being uh, cancel culture-ish. It ended up being one-sided political and, uh, you know, trying to make statements rather than actual comedy and entertainment. You know, we tend to go there to escape from the politics and they've turned it into a political sideshow. Anyway, Elon Musk was on, so I'm like, all right, I'll watch. It was so painful. So it's so unfunny. Now I'm sitting there thinking, there are people somewhere that think this is good comedy. Mm. And to I posted on Twitter, this is my idiot detector. <laughs> if you're laughing at this horrible, atrocious writing, unfunny. I then- wonder, I wonder how much because I remember we talked about how that the writers were, were thinking of striking and didn't want to write anything for Elon Musk. So maybe they intentionally wrote shitty jokes. Like I don't know. I, 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 I didn't watch much of it. I just watched part of his monologue and then I watched the news 
thing where he called himself the Doge Father, and they said, "Yeah, Doge is what is so what is Doge?" You know, I saw I saw that one. I didn't watch. He's not he's not a comedian. He's not an actor. He I wasn't talking about him. I'm yeah. talking about the the, the overall the, writing, the, the skits themselves. Yeah, it was, I think they it was probably painful. did some shit to not make it funny. I bet they made it intentionally unfunny because they said they the writers were going to strike, and then Lauren Michaels were like, "No, you're not." And they said, okay, we're not. And then we're just going to write unfunny shit. So I think that's kind of maybe how they did it. I, I don't know, though. I, I think you're like, I don't know what it is with you today, but that's like the second thing you said that I think you must need a, a rectal cranial extraction. That's ridiculous. Why would they intentionally say yeah, we're going to write some? Strike. They said they weren't going to do any writing for Elon Musk at all. Do you think they were going to bring their thunder and bring their best A game if they decided they were going to strike and not? They didn't want to write for him at all because they thought he's an asshole. Why would they want to bring their A game and make him look good? They wouldn't. They brought repellent is what they brought. Yeah, they're <laughs> It was horrible. Anyway, uh, you know, this article on Cointelegraph, while the crowd seemed to enjoy his performance, uh, it was cringeworthy. Doge traders soured on Elon Musk's shout out. Of course they did. Of course. Anytime there's hype, it's always buy the hype, and then sell the news. When it finally right. arrives, what makes you think that it's going to go up more than the hype it led, that led you there? You know, you always think that. You're like, oh, man, the news is going to pop, and it's going to go ba-boom. But it seems like it never does, and that's what they always say. Uh, buy the rumor, sell the news. Yeah. I just and, realized you're yeah. cynical today. That's what it is. So the the uh, Mark Cuban and Mr. Wonderful were saying don't touch Bitcoin, but secretly they were actually accumulating no, I a don't stash. Know what Mark Cuban did. I could see. I could see. Uh, you know, it's like one of these one things. Like we find a good coin. Sometimes we're like, all right, we don't want to tell anybody about it yet. Yeah, but I, I would never like, diss it. I would right? never publicly like, say, don't, don't buy this token. Don't no, we're going to get there. We're going to get there, too. That's a, that's a funny one. So, you know, whatever you think about SNL, and it, it makes perfect sense that Doge would go down. But meantime, yeah. it, it's not going away. SpaceX is going to launch a um, the Doge 1 mission to the moon, paid for with Dogecoin in conjunction yeah. with the Geometric Energy Corporation. <laughs> Like, well, think so, about it. Like, I mean, Dogecoin got up to what? I saw, I looked at it one time and it was like 70? $94 billion market cap yeah. or something crazy. I know it got up to like 72 cents overall. What is there, like a hundred something uh, billion? I don't even know how many tokens that there are. I know there's a, a ton, but I saw, I think I saw it up at like 90 something billion dollar market cap for a coin that's a meme coin that really has no use. But now it has a use. It's actually flying a freaking, it's flying a, a, a rocket to space, man, to the moon. It's literally going to the moon. Like I remember when Dogecoin community chipped in and they paid for a race car. They paid for a race car driver. And this was like probably 2014 or 15. I might be off on the date, but they paid for a race. And, and you could watch NASCAR and there was like Dogecoin driving around because it was, that was the biggest logo on the car. Now they're freaking flying, freaking rocket to the moon. That blows me away, man. It's crazy. It what wasn't that long ago that we saw Doge at like 0.002 cents, right? I remember it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't. And I, Joel, I found I found my old Dogecoin wallet address. Oh yeah. And uh, I was I was clenching my sphincter and I was like, oh good lord, how much is in this? Because I don't have the keys to it. And uh, wow. I looked at it. 
and I only have I only have like uh, seven was like seven about seven thousand Doge in there. So it's like oh, okay. It was one where people had donated stuff, donated early on in our show. They were donating in Doge, right? And uh, so there was like was like seven thousand. Wait, so that was they were donating to our wallet. I don't know. It was my wallet. I don't know if they were donating to us or whatever, but I, it was donations into that wallet. It might have been ours. I'm not sure. We had the keys somewhere, but they're gone. So I finally Wonderful. lost keys via you. The, congratulations. <laughs> I finally lost crypto. You lost, lost 3500 in Doge. Oh, that's very sad. Well, I got to say the whole Dogecoin um, it, hype has led to a slew of meme coins and if you look at this tweet by larry cermak today uh he said that five of the top 10 pairs on uniswap are doge meme coins you've got sheeb which was number one you've got leash akita kishu and elon those are just top 10 these meme coins are popping up all over the place on ethereum and also on binance smart chain yeah they're popping up like crazy. I guess it's really easy for them just to well, just to pop up a coin. Does they do they not have any? There. All right, this has no real value other than I got a cute name and I got a cute logo. Let's go. And well, I think they're all trying to build some sort of utility, right? This coin does this. This one is stakeable for that, and you know they they're all trying to come up with a different angle for why you should buy that coin. I don't think that they're all just buy this coin. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I am cynical today. I guess I don't know. You're super cynical. Super like, cynical. And you're in a good mood too, so I don't understand. It's no, like, I'm, I'm actually in a great mood. I'm just kind of, you know, you know what it is, folks. I took I took some supplements that some nootropics, some Alpha Brain, and so my brain is thinking a little differently today. And so I'm in a good <laughs> mood, but I'm cynical, but I'm still lovable. And you know who also is lovable? Vitalik. So uh -huh. so da Vitalik, he we talked about this a little earlier. So the, the the folks who created Sheeb, right? So didn't they said, "Hey, we're taking X percentage of our Sheeb and we're donating to 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 Vitalik to say thank you." And I guess they gave I guess they gave Buterin fifty trillion Sheeb tokens or something crazy, mm -hmm. and he took them all and donated them to the India COVID relief fund worth one point two billion dollars. That's huge and so you know initially people when they saw those moving from one wallet to another they thought he was selling them mm -hmm. uh, and so the markets panicked and doge went down and every just about every meme coin was taking a hit like oh is this the end of the meme coin craze is this it are they done and really what it could be is just the beginning of it because right. this is really all about community um i actually sold all of my sheep but not for this reason i'll tell you a little bit later i got in on sheep before the the big push and uh towards the end of the show i'll explain why i sold it and uh, and what i did with it but i think that meme coins are not going away um now what could happen depending on how the india covid relief fund manages this money that's a lot of money right, right. are they gonna go and, and are they gonna dump and and just take the money and go, you know, work well, on helping people in India. And if they all try to dump it all at once, it's like you dump a little, dump a little, dump a little later, dump a little. Because if you try to say, all right, I'm trying to dump half of all, like the whole thing goes, all the liquidity goes away, and nobody's tokens. It's it would be like a rug pull at that point, right? 
I suppose so. I mean, it's, it's we know where it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is interesting here. The story on Bazinga.com, the headline is, if you invested $100 when Elon Musk first tweeted about Dogecoin, here's how much you'd have now. And um, when did he start? It was in April. Very first tweet. Yeah. Very first tweet was in April 2019. He sent a tweet that said, Dogecoin might be my favorite cryptocurrency. It's pretty cool. And wow, it looks like that. If you had taken that and then he tweeted again on January or July 17th, 2020, he he says it's inevitable. Dogecoin, like he's got this picture of this Dogecoin, like sand cloud storm busting over in some place in the Middle East. And uh, and basically, if you had bought hundred dollars worth of Dogecoin, you would have gotten thirty nine thousand plus coins, which at its peak would have been worth about twenty eight thousand dollars. So from hundred bucks to twenty eight thousand dollars, and then if you did it in in the July two thousand twenty one, uh, you would have did that hundred dollars would have got you about thirty two thousand, which would have been worth about twenty three thousand dollars. So you could take a hundred dollars. And then boom, just like that, can turn into big. It, it's still worth a lot as of you know today. Doge is forty-seven cents. I just love how Elon is memeing Doge into you know this reality, right? And this meme from uh, to twenty twenty, where he's got the Doge storm coming mm-hmm. over the global financial system. It says Dogecoin standard. It's just it just makes sense that you're going to meme this into a reality. Uh, now Dude, why, speaking, why we saw we talked about it like yeah. like we so we talked about the TikTok people going oh man if you take if we can just get those from z- this 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 up to a to up to a dollar like we'll all be rich like we saw people talking about it and we're like I don't know why I didn't just go, oh, dude, I need to buy a bunch of Doge because these idiots are going to take this thing to the moon just kind of on their own. And but I just I never thought when 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 it got up like two to three cents, I remember you sold some of yours. I got up to five cents. I'm like, there's no way. How's it going to get higher than this? You up to 72 cents. It just blows me away. And it's not done. But that's because crypto is just getting started. I mean, it will not surprise me when Doge hits a dollar. Mm-hmm. It'll just be like, all right, we're finally here. Happy, yep. happy Doge Day. And I'm like, I, I am not going to buy this Dogecoin. I'm not going to buy any. And I didn't. Well, it's not the only thing you shouldn't buy because we ran across this coin. It's on Binance Smart Chain. And the site is literally do not buy the token.com. Uh, full disclosure, I bought some. Did you buy some? Um, I technically swapped some BNB for it. Yeah. So the well, dude, check test- this out. my buddy, my buddy, Mark, he's got this telegram group and he found test. He found, I don't know where he found it. No, I think somebody posted something in that group and it was a 30 something thousand dollar market cap. And he told me, he's like, dude, check this out. This is hilarious. I think it's going to be, could be something big. And I'm like, okay, I'll put a half a BNB in that thing. And the thing has taken off and my God, these videos they're making are ridiculously hilarious, right? Go, don't buy the token, but go watch the videos. Don't buy the token. Do not buy the token.com. Uh, these guys are hilarious. This is like the first time I've seen somebody in the, the crypto world make these funny videos um, to tell, you know, in order to show people and educate them about the token. But it really is like, don't buy, don't put liquidity if you put liquidity for this in pancake swap it's going to be locked forever that's like they're telling you to avoid this but guess what it's going up it's called the test token 
and it's going up and people are getting turned on to this thing. This is not a paid ad and we're not telling you to buy it. Do not buy the token.com. But I bought it. Travis bought it. Uh, It's 100% community owned. And uh, the tokenomics are really interesting. They're uh, they're building. uh, What is it? There's a trillion tests in the total supply. 9% liquidity pool. The fee automatically added into liquidity and locked forever. And then 3% of the uh, the transaction fees are redistributed to those that are holding the token that nobody's supposed to buy in the first place. Mm-hmm. And these videos are hilarious. There's a guy who's the lead dev named Frappo. And Frappo just ends up having all these things. He's like, don't buy the token. What are you doing? And then you hear this other guy in the back, ding. Hey, somebody just buy the token. He's like, son of a bitch, someone buy the token. What the hell? I'm telling you not to. The guy's made, he's made for TV. He's really like, they should do a whole series around him. And my understanding is that they're actually building tools around this thing. It's some really clever marketing. It got our attention. And um, maybe you'll go check it out as well. But do not buy it. Do, do not, not, do not. Buy. you know, it reminds me of do not buy a meme, right? Don't buy right. meme kind of token. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't buy mm-hmm. meme. Okay. Not going to buy it. All right. Buying mm-hmm. it. <laughs> 1 trillion tokens on that. That blows me away. 1 trillion tokens. And, uh, that's a lot. And considering that that's crazy to me because I have like 2 trillion of 2 billion of them because I got it so early. I just found it. There's this website called PooCoin. Right. We talked to you about it a little bit earlier, poocoin.app. And this is basically the place that's showing you all of these coins that are popping up on Binance Smart Chain. And it's the only place that I've seen where you can see these tokens. So I'll see when new ones pop up and I go, oh, look, look at that one. And I'll go and buy one. And I've bought some that have done pretty decent. It's pretty crazy. And, and Poocoin right now is ter- it's like 11 bucks right now. It's crazy. And what's cool about it, what I love about the Poocoin token is that it burns like every time there's a transaction, four percent of it of that transaction gets redistributed to the folks, and then four percent gets burned forever. So it used to be ten million tokens, but now there's only like five point nine million because uh, four point some have been burned. They they're disappearing. Mm-hmm. They're going burning away. Them. Uh, probably should have had this back when we were talking about Bitcoin, but just the same. The story here is uh, that Tom Brady of the National Football League has hint at owning Bitcoin. Why? Because he has posted uh, his Twitter profile picture to be one with the laser eyes, which, by the way, I refuse to do. It's such a, a bandwagon type thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I see everybody doing it and I realized what it was early on because I think Max Kaiser was one of the first to do it. And I'm like, everybody's going to be posting pictures. I thought, like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to put funny googly eyes on me instead. Because <laughs> we're bad. But yeah, yeah, bad. you know, the same thing. We, I have an NFT. I have a fun NFT that uh, M. Blue created for me. That mm-hmm. I, It's actually not even NFT. It's just a cool piece of art that he made. So you can do whatever you like with this. And so I use that. Yeah, Tom Brady, you said he's my favorite quarterback, not my favorite quarterback. <laughs> uh, that would be Patrick Mahomes. However, I will say Tom Brady is the GOAT. I mean, my God, he's won so many Super Bowls and uh, just unbelievable. And the referees, whenever he's in a Super Bowl, the referees really seem to call a lot of great stuff for Tom Brady. Uh, Historically, if you've watched those Super Bowls, it's ridiculous. The referees love Tom Brady, and that's me being cynical still. Let's move on to the next episode here, Sword Lord Joel Comp. Crypto on the casino. 
Floor, did you Let's see this? Let's see how you can be cynical about this. Yeah, Las Vegas Resort has partnered with Gemini, baby. And so these uh, some of these uh, casinos are going to be doing stuff with the cryptos. Well, they're going to be able to say, be able to go in and, and, and uh, cr- translate some of your crypto into poker chips and stuff or be able well, to gamble? It, Resorts World in Vegas said it would be allowing customers to use their Gemini mm-hmm. wallets to, quote, enhance the integrated resort experience. Uh, using some innovative technology conveniences. So I don't know exactly what that means yet, but um, they are working on this here. And that's you know, a bullshit maybe... statement that we're going to integrate innovative technology conveniences. Like, what are you going to accept Bitcoin? Are you going to be able to trade Bitcoin for t- for your chips? What does that mean? There you go. I was cynical for that. Was that good? That that was pretty cynical. <laughs> so this is also going to get you cynical as we talk about the U.S. currency situation. According to Futurism.com, their segment, The Byte, it says cryptocurrency is now worth more than all U.S. currency in circulation. Experts warn it could be a sign of a bubble. Yeah, it's a sign of a fiat currency bubble. Dummies. Experts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if that's true because they've been printing so much money. And how how are you able to know exactly how much U.S. currency is in circulation when the Federal Reserve took away that and doesn't show us how much U.S. currency is in circulation now? We don't know. Well, uh, it's never been audited. There's a chart here from the Wall Street Journal that shows U.S. currency in circulation. You could see in 2020, there's this boop, there's a spike, and then it starts rising up sharper. And you could see crypto go to do hello passes the blue line. And uh, if you want to see this story and in, in the pictures that we're talking about, that reference um, that go along with the story, you're going to want to go to our show notes on the website and the short link for you to get directly there. Do not pass go. Do not collect 200 Dogecoin. This is badco.in forward slash 512. That'll take you directly to the show notes. And you too can look at the pretty picture on this article on Futurism. Look at that chart. That chart is amazing when you look at it from this perspective right here. But just seeing like 0.25, like that's like $250 billion market cap. Like it was under that like like early 2020. And then it finally popped up like almost like mid-year. And then like, ba-boom, ka-boom, that thing blew up. Oh, my God. That is just, it seems to me like like looking at that chart right there, it seems like like how much higher are we going to go before a big correction happens? Like, good Lord. Mm-mm. On the other side of the pond, the Bank of England governor, Andrew Bailey. Uh, I'm Andrew Bailey, and I say this, that you should only buy cryptocurrencies if you're prepared to lose all of your money. Rather, time for tea? Mm-hmm. And also in the news, in the UK, the uh, health department has finally uh, agreed to allow people to hug people once again. There was there was a headline I saw this week. Oh, in the UK, the the British National Health Department, whatever it's called, the NIH or whatever, or the NSA or whatever, blah blah blah. Oh, you, people can hug each other now again. <laughs> Are you serious? Like you idiots. They're crazy with their rules over there. Like, oh my god, they jail you just for like looking at a cop wrong. That's crazy. Hmm. Do not hug in public. That is against the rules. The Queen does not agree upon this. Ivanka Trump is accepting crypto for condos. She's got some luxury Miami apartments. There's a whole block. The cheapest one is listed for more than 10 millions. Art Surfside luxury apartments aimed at crypto millionaires 
and billionaires, including the Villanova penthouse, which is currently listed for $38 million. So they're partnering with a trading platform called Solid Block. And now you can pay in multiple currencies, including Bitcoin and Ether. So mm. there you go. You got all that Ether. You're a can't uh, cantillionaire. Mm. And if you can't figure out where to spend that money, you can buy the penthouse condo. Yeah. I like the tweet in here where where um, uh, the mayor of Miami, Francis Suarez, uh, is like, so somebody tweeted out, hey, hear me out. How, what if we move Silicon Valley to Miami? And the mayor's like, well, how can I help? Dude, this this mayor there is is pretty progressive he's doing some really interesting things and like there's so much happening in miami do you remember during the housing bubble like miami was just desolate like so many so many of these condos and stuff where they were overpriced and the market just tanked and it was just desolate and now here we are you got people from new york and california and all these places all over moving to florida like florida's had one hell of a resurgence this past uh, past couple years mm. Well, it's definitely a great place to be if you are freedom loving. I spent a month there before um, I came to Puerto Rico as my transitionary period um, where I, w I wasn't sure of my residency. I was resident fluid. And so I went from Colorado to Florida and now to Puerto Rico. And, and I've decided I am a Puerto Rican resident mm. and uh, planted my my flag yeah. here. Not me. Uh, I but... just ripped off the Band-Aid and I came right straight to Puerto Rico. <laughs> I don't need no damn transition time. Did you tell me you were transitioning? Did, yeah. Have you let the folks know that you were transitioning? Yeah. I, okay. well, well, we told them we were, I was going somewhere, but we didn't tell them <laughs> where I was transitioning to. Oh, so. by the way, just want to say this. Neither Joel nor I are going to the Bitcoin conference in Miami. So we're not going to nope. be there. So you won't nope. See Yep. I now that I'm here, I'm going to stay put here for a little while. I've gotten, get, kind of gotten used to this not traveling, but you know, I'm in the midst of buying a condo and uh, you know, you're buying a place here in a different city and there's just a lot to do. And uh, we've got, you know, family and friends that want to come visit here. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with not conferencing for a little mm -hmm. bit. It's not like we don't have enough to do. Right. I you mean, know, we are fielding fans, calls. Yeah. One of our fans, um yesterday said uh messaged me on twitter and goes so are you guys you guys oh it was um it was brad webb i believe shout out to brad mm -hmm. he goes um you guys should have your fourth anniversary in batarico <laughs> <laughs> well we will we are going to have well, it here. we will have a fourth uh, anniversary here but i don't know if it's going to be a public thing or what yeah, it will I'm, be, not, but... I'm not sure you guys are invited but we're definitely drinking uh, some champagne on july mojitos. there you go so i had a point to all that and i can't remember what it was but i'm sure it was really awesome whatever it was and so just pretend that you just heard something really awesome. Oh. Uh, I told you earlier that I I had bought some Sheeb on Ethereum and uh, and I sold it. I actually it was one of my good investments. I put an Ethan and then I wrote it up and I pulled about uh, twenty five thousand dollars out. And the reason I did is because I wanted to buy one of Gary V's V Friends NFTs. Turns out we both bought the same one. Like I saw your your tweet. I'm like, oh, the gift goat, perfect. That's it. So I got number 70 of 555 mm -hmm. and it was five ETH, which was about $20,000. This sale was tremendous and we knew it would be. Um, for those of you who, who have not heard the Nifty Show interview we did with Gary V, go to nifty.show forward slash 55. 
or it's on, you it's on YouTube and the audio version is there as well. And uh, it's still going on as it of right now. Going still- on because he's got new, like I was looking at this on here. If you go on vfriends.com and then up at the top, uh, explore friends, like that's the place where they're all sortable. And like, I was looking at some of these ones, like here's the boisterous beaver. It's not available for three days. Right. So like a portion of them were being delayed in their release. And so I think it looks to me like upcoming ones. There are four thousand six hundred and twenty two that are upcoming that have not even released yet. Uh, it's not saying how many have been sold. Why we can do the math. There's uh, thirteen hundred that are active right now. There are four thousand, like I just said, four thousand six hundred or whatever of the ones that are have not even begun. And then Gary has, I think, like 1,200 of his. So it looks like they've sold probably about 3,000 or so, maybe a little bit more than 3,000 of the total supply. And it's going to be going on. And he did this in a way where everything didn't sell out in a second, right? Like where a lot of those things are done. He's done this Dutch auction where the price was really high at first and then slowly it comes down until it reaches a still a pretty high price, but not as high. But it made sure that like some whales didn't come in and just buy them all, which, which could have right. happened. Could have. So these gift goats, uh, the ones that you and I bought, you know, I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't need the, um, uh, what, what does he call some of them? Hang on here. Let me take a look at this in his uh, categories. He's got access mm-hmm. admission and gift. So everybody I think gets, um, admission to the VCon conferences, which I asked him, you know, today I said, what happens if, we don't go back to conferencing as normal because that's like the primary thing with all of these is yeah. that there's three conferences that you get access to over the next three years. He'd have to really pivot and figure out what do I do to deliver on this if we don't have the in-person conferences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of my concerns too. But I thought, you know what, let's be hopeful. Let's not be cynical. and Let's say, all right, there's going to be events again in the future. And uh, he has this one, he has, he mentioned that you have the access, he has one where you have access where you can do like FaceTimes with him or hang out with him or, you know, play Uno. There's like all these different events that he had had created. And then you had X amount of them that were just admissions into the conference. And then he has these gift goats and these gift goats were really interesting. They started out at 15 ETH and then they worked their way down to five ETH. And he said that six times a year over the next three years, Gary is going to gift you cool things, right? And so I've been looking at this, and I I saw at one point there was like 40-some-odd pages of the gift tokens. At this point right now, at 5.45 p.m. Eastern, there are only 10 pages, which means there's only 60 of those gift goats left. And uh, so he's going to be giving out, you know, people paying anywhere between $40,000, $50,000, all the way down to $20,000 giving them out six gifts a year. It's sort of like a luxury kind of uh, uh, like loot crate kind of a thing. That like if Oprah mm-hmm. was just giving out cool shit. You get a and he's, he said he's going to over deliver because that's what he does. Yeah. And so I have no idea what I just spent $20,000 on besides access to the conferences if we decide to go to that. But I do know that um, whatever we get is going to be amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that I could just imagine. It's like Gary being like Oprah Winfrey. I think it's going to be really cool. You never know. And then, you know, I was thinking of this, is that 
in a, in a lot of cases, he might not even ha- he might not even go out and buy these things. He's probably going to have maybe some some really cool sponsored right. stuff given to him because like, oh look, here's 50, 555 people who just paid X amount of dollars for these things. You might want to access them, right? So right. he's going to spin that into some cool stuff. And I was I told him I said, look, my favorite color is blue Lambo. So if you want to, <laughs> well, here's mind. the thing. They were about 20,000. The price of ETH that I bought it, it was about $20,000, maybe, maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so you have access to the conferences, a minimum, it says of six physical gifts will be sent to gift token holders per year for three years. Now you could, I think you can sell the token to somebody else if you wanted to, but why would you? want to Mm because you want to see what he's going to send you for the next three years Uh, but i also think that these are very collectible i'm going to say this now i think that because what he did was so original and so unique um applying real world access to the whole series not like it wasn't like william shatner series where one person got the the shatner doll in a Mm -hmm. box right Mm -hmm. everybody gets something and i think that the nfts themselves are this is me being an nft prognosticator not a financial advisor i think that the nfts themselves are going to hold value beyond the delivery of the three years because i think that they are going to become a piece of um of nft history Mm -hmm. if you look at crypto punks that are selling for 50,000, some $100,000 or more, right? Those were just your plain little 8-bit images. These are, I think these are more special. And I, I, I believe that these NFTs, years after the, um, the exchange value of what you got for having it plays out, that they're going to be highly collectible. Mm. I, got, I, I had my eye on number 21. I just kept watching it, and I'm like, "All right, when's it gonna go?" All right, and I was like, and I went to bed, and I, I literally, and, I, and then I didn't sleep very well last night, and I woke up, and I came in, I'm like, "Oh, is it still here?" Okay, still there. All right, still watching it, and then I, but what I did, how I gauged it was, I would look down, and I'm like, "Okay, there's still 34 pages of these down here." All right, none have really sold. Come back here, look again. 34 pages. All right, still 34 pages, and then, and then later on today, like right when the auctions was getting close to being done, and I looked down there, and I'm like, "Oh." 32 pages up 30 pages. I'm like, okay, these are starting to go now. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to snag my one that I'm going to get. So I had a little strategy there and, um, I got it for a uh, 5.555 ETH, but there you go pulled from a shit coin that, uh, meme coin that exploded on its own, which was nice. So it's like, took a little, yeah. took a little shit coin, spun it over here and got this. So it was really like, I didn't spend anything really. It was like, you're not wearing nothing. <laughs> That was an 80s commercial reference there. Okay. Well, I was like, that was creepy, Joel. Yeah. So somebody can go write us if you know what that was from. Okay. Mm -hmm. Think like an 80s commercial. It's like you're not wearing nothing. Uh, So a couple of quick stories here to hit on from some of the folks that we've worked with here recently. One of them is this article on Cointelegraph about any task. The article says, got the skills to design an NFT, this freelancing site wants you and so any task is encouraging artists and illustrators to start offering their services they have an nft category now on the any task site and i don't know who recommended that but whoever did must have been absolutely 
brilliant. Um, it actually talks about any task in Blockchain Heroes because uh, Neto Roboto, one of the artists, he's a Brazilian artist on anytask.com, created the Electroman hero that we release as a promotion with Electronium and Anytask, uh, Blockchain Hero card. And mm-hmm. so now he's he's really more in demand, but they need more artists that are going to be able to help create um, professional NFTs. And any task is a great place to uh, to sell your art and get paid in crypto. Because like ETN is, I saw it at like what three three four cents. I mean, it's uh, it was under it was sub penny for a long time, a long and now it's, time, it's moving. Yeah. What is it now? I'm going to take a look and see. ETN is now 205 overall in market cap, and it is up 1.8 cent right now. So I went down a little bit. There you go. I love that screen there. That's the, the, the illustrator thing. Like thinking of somebody like myself who uses Photoshop so much, that would be awesome to have a big screen like that that I could like pop up and like do stuff. That would be badass. Maybe I'll do that someday as I'm as I keep developing my Photoshop skills. But yeah, ETN, big friends of uh, Ethereum. Uh, <laughs> Big fans of Electronium. I almost said Ethereum, and then I I said I did, and I changed. Also, it. really like the things that Gala Games is doing, and uh, we are working with them. Uh, they have some big stuff going on at Gala. Not a financial advisor, uh, but I bought some. I'm just going to say I bought some Gala because uh, some of the partnerships that they're signing seem to be have a lot of promise and if you create an account at gala games i'm going to give you a link and if you have a friend who buys a node then you get 10 points in daily distribution yesterday that would have been 773 gala uh, go check out their node system badco.in forward slash gala games there's over 9,000 nodes running now and there's only a certain amount that are available so you can guys can go poke around there uh travis last week mm-hmm. we uh we asked or in our last show i think we asked people to uh submit reviews we read a couple of bad reviews that i thought were really funny and i got several comments from people saying they were cracking up when we read the bad reviews but uh we've got a series here of reviews that just came in we'll just take turns on these okay So uh, the first one says, it's so bad, like Michael Jackson bad. I listen so I can make Shimone as a (laughs) five-star review. (laughs) Shimone. Nice. Came for the crypto, stayed for the bad humor. Keep it up. We tried it. We do our best to crack jokes and have fun. Mm -hmm. We're having fun with it. That's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. The next one from Surreal Sean was five stars. The show is so bad, it's good. So, you know, we pushed the envelope and uh, and somehow ended up in the, the plus column. That's good. Next one is Not Funny by VC Chip. V- VC Bip? What is it? From- VC Yo, Bip. Sorry, I'm not funny. I'm German. Nevertheless, your podcast entertained me. Thank you. <laughs> He's got the German flag there. The, uh, the last one is a two-star review. Skip the politics. If this was about crypto, it would be decent. No, no, bad not decent it's mm-hmm. bad the political talk brings nothing unsubscribed I, so, yeah Ree! Ree! his name is steve Ree! steve <laughs> <laughs> i always think it's funny when people need to announce that they've unsubscribed like like people should care like when they on twitter they're like you said this meh, meh, meh. unfollowed okay 
Mm-hmm. Here, let me let me fix that. Please come back. Yeah. No, it's more like uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. Don't don't. I I'm so important. I'm going to tell you that I'm unfollowing you because I need to announce my exit from the room. It's self righteousness, man. It's like here's yeah. the thing: people get so upset that they can't hear other people's opinions on things, so they never take additional points of view into consideration. Staying within their filter bubble, which only feeds them that in which they agree with. And then when they hear somebody who says something they don't agree with, it just triggers them. And that's a problem. And so you're the problem. We're not going to skip politics. We're going to talk about the world in general and crypto and how it applies. And if it offends you, then maybe you should just take a look at yourself and say, wow, why am I so self-righteous? Why does this offend me? Why do I get triggered over this? Because my filter bubble is so fine-tuned that I only see things I agree with. It's a problem. Sorry, guy. It's a maturity issue. It really is. I mean, I've been on both sides of the political aisle, and I I have no problem listening to what other people say. But you be ready. You stuff from people then, right? Sometimes you go, of course oh, you do. I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah, there's so much I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's so much. It's a You know, when you think about all of the knowledge in the universe, mm-hmm. we're all ignorant. Where we the the amount of knowledge that these the the most informed intelligent person on the face of the earth has in light of all of the knowledge in the universe they're barely a speck of you know of the the percentage that you know it doesn't even map you even the person who knows the most knows so little compared to all knowledge that we're all ignorant and ignorant isn't a bad thing it just it means I think the the Latin phrase some is something like not knowing. That's what ignorant means. It's not like you're ignorant. It just means you don't know. And so I'm ignorant in no, Joe, you're most ignorant. things. You're ignorant. <laughs> ignorant? Mm-hmm. Nice. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate you. The bad news, as you can see, has moved to Wednesday nights. And our live nifty show that heretofore has taken place on Fridays at 5 o'clock Eastern Daylight at nifty.show forward slash YouTube is relocating. It's packing its bags. It's moving its NFTs to Thursday. Must see NFT. Uh, Same time, just on Thursdays every week, which means there's no show on Friday, Saturday for us. Uh, Sunday night is when the next Bad Crypto episode comes out. Yeah, but we thought about this. It's like, you know what? If we were, if we do a show and we, and we launch some on Sunday and then we record these other ones and we really work from Monday through Thursday, it'll give us more time to chill and be more creative and happy. When is it? Because what happens a lot of times, folks, like oh, well, we got to do this. The, the bookings for this on this day. This day and it ends up we're doing something every single day, and it doesn't ever seem like you have a day of freedom of not doing something. And so I was like, dude, we're here in paradise, bro. How about we take a couple of days off each week and not do anything? And uh, that's my that was my motivation. I was like, I want to do nothing. I actually want to go out. I want to be able to not have to do a show late Friday night so I can go somewhere over here and go see a different part of the island and check out some things. And so that's what we're doing. And uh, timestamp right now, it is 6.02 p.m. We're done recording the show. It'll come out later tonight whenever it comes out, whenever producer Aaron gets around to editing it and putting it out. And uh, Travis, you and I are going to go get some dinner. Let's go do it. Which, by the way, by the time you hear the show, we will have digested. It will, probably already, have... It will might already be poop. <laughs> when did I have corn? <laughs> we did at Chili's. 
Thanks, everybody. We appreciate you. Catch you next time here on the Bad Crypto Podcast. Until then, stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. This is not a commercial for Chili's. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back. I think I am going to get some corn at Chili's baby now. Back, baby I really back. Baby I, want I want my baby. Chili's! Chili's! Baby back ribs. When did I eat corn? <laughs> I don't remember eating corn. Hey, Joe, when did I eat corn? I don't remember. Well, we Why does it come out of my chest? I, like, it's like eating nothing. It's like you eat it, and then you could just clean it off and eat it again. <laughs> but I wouldn't do it because it's poop now. It's gross. Well, I don't remember eating corn. I think it's like sometime last week, maybe I had a little corn. Just put it back on the cob. <laughs> I just take pace. it out and put it in salsa is what I do. I just clean it out and clean it off and just put it, you Gross. know, just clean a little bit and add it to that Tex-Mex. Oh, my gosh. Our apologies to anybody who stayed tuned for this Easter egg. This this Easter egg this was, was shitty. Corn. <laughs> this is shitty Easter egg. <laughs>